I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design, recorded in the Living Kitchen Studio. This is a look back at the 2019 Pasadena Showcase House for the Arts, a phenomenal accomplishment this year. The project reimagined the Bodie House located inside Descanso Gardens. It's a big property. One of the things that always surprises me is how the designers can come in, apply their creative vision, and somehow it all seems to work cohesively with the work of all the other designers mixed in. It's amazing, really. This year is no exception to that phenomenon. Okay, I'm keeping my commentary brief here because we have over 16 amazing designers to speak with. I'm not going to try and put every designer on one episode because that would be completely exhausting for you to try to listen to. So I am going to put this out in four parts with four designers each. This is part two of four. As has been my process for the past year or so, I have video and imagery to complement the podcast. Listen to the podcast and hear how the designers crafted their spaces. They share the stories behind their designs. Then make your way over to the Convo by Design YouTube channel and in some cases our Instagram feed to see their work for yourself. My hope is that this will give you an experience that is as close as possible to actually being there, which of course you can't because the 2019 Pasadena Showcase House for the Arts is now closed. So I hope you enjoy the tour. Convo by Design is presented by Snyder Diamond. Their unwavering commitment to provide designers and architects with the tools to help create the kitchen and bath of dreams for their clients is unmatched. Why? Well, you have amazing service for one, and world-class products that help make homeowners remarkable in the kitchen. And with those two things combined, you just, you get an unmistakably amazing shopping experience. And you find products that are game changers, like those from Sub-Zero, Wolf, and Cove. Sub-Zero's refrigeration provides so many options with regards to finish, configuration, and width that you will find the right product for just about any space you can design. If not familiar with the Pro Series already, you must see this. Glass front or solid, side by side or over under with options from 36 inches to 48 inches, it's exquisite and you're going to love it. Pair that with Wolf and their warming drawers for both custom look and state-of-the-art design and functionality. This is function with flair and flexibility. And if that wasn't enough, Cove dishwashers offer that sub-zero wolf quality, style, and technology for a kitchen suite of products that just they work seamlessly together. What could be better than that, you might ask? Well, through the Grand Kitchen event, your clients can receive three additional years of protection uh, with a qualified kitchen appliance package. Details and conditions apply, so find out more by visiting any of the three Los Angeles area Snyder Diamond locations and visit their Pasadena or Santa Monica showrooms to see the all-new, amazing, and redesigned living kitchen. This is Nicolette Tsukamoto with what has to be one of my favorite combo rooms. It's a stairway, and I'm going to let her explain the other part of it, the cigar lounge and bar. It's just too cool. I love this. My name is Nicolette Tsukamoto, and my company is Studio Akiko. Tell me about, you had multiple rooms. Tell me about the rooms you had here. So the rooms I have here are the um, back stairway, the landing, and the craft and cigar retreat. 
and it's so funny because as I was coming in, we were talking. It's like there's angles everywhere. You've got small spaces. You've got high ceilings. You've got you could, you had challenges. Very challenging. I mean, because of you know the architecture of the home, it was obviously built when open floor plans were not a thing. No. <laughs> so there's lots of little nooks and crannies, um, lots of little hallways, and actually the cigar and craft room, um, very small almost a closet size it's five foot by six foot but the challenge was to do something that was really creative and fun and interesting um with that small space so it was actually an advantage to have that space and really challenge myself to think outside the box and see what we could do to make it fun fun was that was that the word that you had in mind the whole time yeah i was inspired by um the wallpaper on the ceiling actually which has bad monkeys <laughs> they're drinking and smoking and having a good time right um so we really brought that down i just wanted it to be a space i mean it's it's small you know so you wanted to just have a couple friends in there and have a drink enjoy a cigar and you know just be able to chat and and have some quality time yeah so so, so tell me who did who did you design your spaces for i designed my spaces for i mean the back stairway and the landing, obviously, I very much all-inclusive. You know, I wanted it to be fresh, um, very pretty. I integrated, um, I had my muralist do um, Japanese cranes kind of floating up and down the stairs um, to pay homage to the gardens and the Japanese um, heritage as well as mine. Um, so this was a very inclusive space for everyone. I just want to make it pretty, fresh, bright, and not daunting. As you said before, very small <laughs> spaces. The staircase is a little narrow, so I wanted to widen that and make it more welcoming, inviting. So um, I would say that this space, um, the landing and the back stairway is kind of for everyone. And then um, the, <laughs> the drinking room, <laughs> the craft and cigar retreat, um, also for everyone, it was actually a play on the word craft um, room because that's what it was before, and I kind of wanted to expand on that um, and give it a new meaning uh, for a craft room. So it's a craft cocktail room and cigars. So I think, you know, in my opinion, anyone can enjoy a drink, a glass of wine. <laughs> so no limit, no limitations there. It's so funny too. You got good cranes and bad monkeys. <laughs> they really were two different sides of my design you know skill skills and um what i like to do you know so it was a very great opportunity to showcase kind of the cigar retreat i would say is very you know i love our deco i love you know mid-century i love golds brasses metals walnuts different woods so that was a small area of an area where i was able to really showcase the things that i love personally um, I mean, I also love my staircase equally, but it is very different. So I mean, yeah. it all it just really depends on what the space needs and calls for. And I think that um, we kind of achieved that in both spaces. Who did you specify for all three spaces? Okay, so for the artwork, it's a Karen Seisky piece, and it's actually a paper mosaic. So she cuts out all these papers <laughs> by hand, paints them, and then puts them together. So that's um, wild. <laughs> Lo local artist or no? Um, I believe so. Okay, okay. Yes, and then um, we have our curtains uh, from the Shade Store and our rug from the Pashegian Brothers in Pasadena. Very beautiful, long, like they, I think they've been there for almost 100 years, uh, Persian rug store. 
And then um, the faux painting was done by my muralist, um, Janine Haddis, from Haddis Public Murals. And then um, in the Crofton Cigar Room, uh, the bar cabinet, which is the focal point of the room, is by the Foreman Brothers, and they're a local furniture studio in L.A. Um, they do have tons of amazing, more mid-century focused pieces and stuff like that. Um, and then there's, uh, for lighting, we have mostly Hudson Valley fixtures. Um, they they sponsored that. And um, a little bit of CB2, a little bit of Target. <laughs> really? Okay, so wait a minute. So I, th- I think that that's really interesting. So you'll take Ultralux and, oh, I can see them creeping by. They're creeping by. They're creeping. No, we're just They're creeping out. through. <laughs> we got to, we'll hold for... <laughs> It's all right. I needed to breathe. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. We're good. Okay. So um, I think that that's really interesting, though, that you're 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 specifying diff- different levels throughout. The, you've got you've got Lux. You've got Target. You've got CB2. What is it? What does that say about the design when you can incorporate? I mean, I think growing up, one of the main reasons I became an interior designer is because it was something that wasn't accessible to me and my family giving the price price range or it's considered a luxury service you know and so I always you know want to create something that is very attainable um for someone I mean obviously if you've got a big budget and you want to spend a lot of money (laughs) I'm not saying no to that but you know on the other side I think you know I truly believe in my heart of hearts that um you know interior design and and the things that come with it should be accessible to everyone so incorporating things like target pieces or cb2 pieces or a couple things from home goods you know is just kind of makes people feel more comfortable um and that it's like more accessible for them so that really is my goal is to you know not bottom of the line here but like if you mix you know you know how to mix you know nice pieces you know, like that bar cart is very high end, but the, well, you know, we have bar stools from CB2, so it kind of balances it out. That's a skill, don't you think? Being being able, it's something that you have to learn. Absolutely. How you I can... think <laughs> it's hours and hours and hours of sourcing and looking and just almost trial and error, really. You know, um, saying like, okay, that looks good, and really being having the eye to pick out things that are like my necklace for example is from target <laughs> but everyone you know has been like oh my god that necklace is amazing where did you find it you know where can i get one they think it's a million bucks and it was 20. <laughs> so really interesting and it's fun it's interesting to hear you say that because i'm i'm th- the mind's spinning a million miles an hour right now for years we've been talking about millennial and millennia- millennials and millennial influences in mm-hmm. d- in design and if i had to put it to one specific thing that would really be it and and that is the the desire willingness and um experience with regard to to blending those types of things you know target all the way up to pure a luxury cus- you know because especially in la where you know like custom furniture and and those pieces are so accessible to us you know so we have like may have a friend who you know makes lighting or you know furniture or woodworking and stuff like that so oftentimes we are blessed you know to get these you know be able to invest in these nice pieces but like we're not really at a point in our lives maybe we haven't bought a house or whatever 
we want to spend $100,000 on furniture. So actually opting to go a little bit, you know, to the lower end stores, you know, not, and where not everything's custom, where not everything's through the trade, um, really helps, I think, ease that kind of sense of like, oh, I don't really want to buy anything until I buy a house, you know, for millennials. That's kind of been a thing for me. Um, so I think it's a good balance of it all. And I think that that makes interior design more attractive to um, my generation. And I think that's why like so many of us have kind of taken it up on our own. And I mean, a lot of us, you know, haven't gone to school for it. I mean, you don't have to go to school for it. I did. But, um, you know, it just there's so many options. Everything is so accessible these days, you know, with the Internet and Instagram. I mean, it's just it's amazing to see how it came together. I mean, I was networking on Instagram like no other, you know, like finding sources. And, you know, that's how I met. Um, the Foreman brothers who um, did the bar cart, you know, I just was following them on Instagram, messaging them, say, hey, you know, like I'm I'm doing this showcase house and your bar cart would be perfect. Would you be interested at all in lending it? So I think social media has very much like played a very strong role in us kind of being able to do this and also connecting with other artists. That's really interesting. So how do you how do you use how do you use this from a marketing standpoint? I mean, the, the purpose of doing a design house for many for many designers is because of the exposure that you get because you don't advertise and everything's word of mouth. But what you're talking about is really interesting. So you'll, you're able to memo something out based on contact via social media. How, how, do you, how else do you use that to help you get your job done? Um, I mean, definitely inspiration, you know, following many 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 interior designers and seeing like what's up what's trending you know what's new and also like I said before sourcing you know really kind of finding like those artisans like the person who's throwing pottery or you know making sconces or you know interesting frames and woodworking and stuff like that and then also um, I love to use it to show the process you know, um, with Instagram stories, that's obviously very easy, but, you know, um, and, and blogging, you know, just to see the whole transformation of everything is really wonderful. And it's actually very educational to the people that are watching. So I think, you know, process and then, you know, obviously once you're finished, you get your nice photos taken <laughs> and give credit to all, all your sources and whatnot. But I think it's a really good tool you know for us as designers to kind of give a more inside look you know or things that I come across on job sites and problems um you know say like hey you know I'm dealing with this today this is you know our options how to solve it these are our problems you know and then we come up with what come up with a solution you know so it gives people an inside look into it and I think that a lot of people are scared sometimes to like try interior design or like make that leap and I think that that kind of almost bridges the gap a little bit saying like hey this is something you can't do um it it's not going to be easy <laughs> um it's no it's no walk in the park but it, it definitely um you know makes it less intimidating i think for sure so well great job beautifully done thank you Thank you very much. <laughs> that was Nicolette Sukumoto from Studio Akiko. This is Robert Frank. Uh, I'm Robert Frank with Robert Frank Interiors. Which room are we in? I know we're in room 14. Right. And room 14, my room, is the master bedroom. Okay. Uh, who, was, who was this space designed for? 
When you asked that, do you mean originally? No. <laughs> oh, okay. I no. mean, who did you design it okay. for? Um, our design aesthetic kind of leans towards kind of the casual California couple. So uh, we tend to use a light color palette and kind of neutral and casual fabrics. So it's probably for a, a, a younger couple um, that's not too fussy and wants to have a livable and, and beautiful and casual space. Did you... It's, it's interesting. There's, there's like a, a number of different schools of thought when it comes to this. Did you give names to the couple? Did you give them ages? Did you give them ethnic backgrounds, children, no children? What did they do for a living? Did, did you give them per personalities and, and personas or, or do you start with sort of the, the all-encompassing and general characteristics? Sure. Well, for Showcase House, it's a little different um, since there's not a true client. However, with, with the Showcase House, the Showcase Committee actually gives us a profile of the family that lives in the house. Um, normally when the house is actually occupied, obviously with, with a real family, we would utilize that, um, that family as our kind of jumping off point. In this case, we were given kind of a, a mock family to, to create our space for, and they were a younger couple, um, who was interested in kind of a casual lifestyle, um, so that's where we where we arrived at this design. And you, you talked about a number of the elements to the design, but what was what was your approach? Uh, well, because we're in Descanso Gardens, we use that um, as a big influence with our design, and that was how we kind of came up with the wall covering, which was our initial jumping off point for the design. Uh, it's actually uh, inspired by the Camellia Gardens in Descanso Garden. And we had it hand-painted by Gracie Studios and then kind of designed the room around that element um, because our goal was to basically bring the outdoors indoors. Okay. I see that. <laughs> um, what, was the, what was the experience like on this project? The experience with Showcase is always great um, because we love the Showcase Committee. It's a great cause. Um, we love the interaction with other designers. The challenge for this particular Showcase house is because of the location of the house in Descanso Gardens, which is open to the public, yeah. made the logistics a little tough as far as you know getting contractors and carpenters up to the house. Um, but the, the, the overall experience is great. Um, I'm local and I love Descanso, so it couldn't be a more beautiful location for me. So, oh, so you're local, Pasadena? I actually live in Altadena, but okay. our shop and business is in Pasadena. Who did you, who did you specify for this room? As far as vendors? Everything, yeah. Uh, well, we, we designed the wall covering, which is, um, we came up with a design and then collaborated with Gracie Studios to create the hand-painted wall covering. Um, and then Cowton and Tout worked with us for all of our upholstery fabrics, draperies and so forth. And then as far as the furniture is concerned, all of the upholstered pieces we designed ourselves specifically for the room, based on the scale and the style of the room. Um, what does what does a project like this do for you as a creative? What does it do for the business? Why do you do it? Well, we really don't advertise um, our business because I think for most designers, it's more of a word of mouth business. 
um, from an advertising perspective. So for us, doing the showcase gives us a great opportunity to interact with the community that's coming in and visiting the house, seeing our work and, and level of work and craftsmanship. And then we usually actually get business from the showcase house because if people like our style, we have a good rapport with them, then they might hire us at a later date for a project in their own home. Does I'm interested in that because I'm so interested in the business aspect of this. Does this turn into demonstrable sources of business? I mean, can you can you drive people back to seeing it? It does. It does. Um, for us, it's not unusual. Generally, when people come through, they usually kind of save the program. Um, and it's not unusual for us to get a call four or five years after a showcase house from someone that has saved the program, but they're finally ready to do some work in their house, and they'll call us. Um, we don't do any other advertising, so most of our work actually comes from people that visit us at the showcase house and see our work. How many projects a year would you say the firm does? Uh, we usually are working at any given time at a, on about six to eight projects. Probably per year, we might do a total of six to 12 projects, depending on the scale of the project. When, when you say that, how many of those are, are full home versus, you know, pickup? I call them pickups. It's like yeah. when, when somebody wants that refresh done right. on, you know, this half of the house. Yes. Um, probably... I would say 25% of our work is whole home projects. Of the 25%, maybe 50% is new construction from the ground up. The other 50% is people refreshing or maybe doing an addition or, or just remodeling their home. And then the other 75% of work is usually people might hire us to do a bathroom, a kitchen, they want their living room redone or an overall refresh, that type of thing. What trends are you seeing develop in the space right now? Um, we're always seeing color trends and trends relating to fixtures and finishes. Honestly, we try, our style of design is kind of leans towards the classic. So we try to stay away from what I call the trendier designs only because a lot of times what happens with that is we'll work with someone who might want to do something that's super in style or trendy at the moment and then in five or six years it's no longer on trend and then you know they get kind of tired of the look and have to go to the expense and time to make a change so part of our job is to educate people about that and in general we try and avoid being trendy well and i asked the question specifically on trend versus trendy because to your point, you're absolutely right. I mean, if, if, if trendy is what became classic, then let's be honest, avocado green and harvest gold <laughs> right. would be... Would, would sure. Be, right? So, but I think it's interesting because, you know, you talk about trends in the business. Look at the kitchen, for example, because I think, I think the most amazing transformations are taking place in kitchens sure. nowadays between artistic use of backsplashes, which wasn't really done much sure. in the past sure. between the um the manufacturers of appliances who you know it used to be what you've got you've got white right. you've got you've right. got black you've got stainless and maybe you know on on some of the upper models you'll be able to incorporate a, a panel system sure right? but now with what some of the appliance companies are doing 
It's true. It's amazing what's happening in the space. I feel like design is having a renaissance. It's true. Right and now. I think that's true outside of the kitchen as well because there are so many good retailers now that weren't around 10 or 15 years ago. So I think in general, people are exposed to more options so they can kind of you know, see different designs and kind of develop their likes and dislikes, which will then in turn kind of create their, their wish list for their own home. Speaking of retailers, and I'm curious how how you do this too. It's really interesting to see sort of a, a, a an exodus. I don't want to call it a mass exodus, but it, it is an exodus from from retail, from the design centers, the traditional design centers, more to an online presence or to having a retail space in an in a space in an area that was not traditionally a design area. So as as someone who's working in the business and using those as resources, how how has it affected the way that you specify and sure. research it's totally true um, because I've been doing this since 1989 and with the advent of certain retailers um, the whole business model has changed um, again I go back to the idea that I like to educate people when I work with them um, so a lot of times when issues of quality come up or uniqueness I try and kind of guide clients in that direction only because it's easy to buy something kind of off the rack um, however maybe it's not the best quality or maybe it won't have the longevity that say a, a custom built sofa might have you know if you're looking for a sofa or some other furniture piece in the house so it's really an education process um, that's not to say we don't shop from you know typical retailers but for certain items we have our kind of recommendations for clients yeah well listen this master masterfully done thank you beautiful and i last thing for you i was as i'm looking at this view and i'm thinking about what it's like to wake up in this room every day and look out at, at that view was that was that used did you use that as as some inspiration did, did you sort of use that as a as a focal point we did. I mean, we kind of designed the room around the view, and we didn't want to obstruct it in any way. The one kind of caveat is that visitors to the showcase can't actually access the balcony because for code reasons, it would be dangerous for people to go out there. So I think in reality, if I were designing the room for an actual client, I might reposition the furniture a little so they would have better access outside onto the balcony. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. But but listen, masterfully done. Thank you. Beautiful. I appreciate that. This is Stephanie Hatton. Stephanie Hatton, SH Interiors. We're out of Sherman Oaks. And what room are we in? We are in the powder room and makeup area. And it's really fun. We met the night of the walkthrough, mm -hmm. and it looked a little different. It did. It was upholstered walls. And they had a couple of columns on each side of the room here and a makeup table, which was very common in the 1930s. And um, we felt like we wanted to bring it up to today's standards for any couple, any young modern couple. This would feel comfortable. You know, if someone's waiting for the restroom, it's a little primping area, whether it was a couple or a family or whoever was using the space. Um, and we wanted it to be kind of a mixture of a masculine and feminine feel so we went for kind of soft curves but dark you know moody colors and it's a nod to art deco 
um, which is the floor here, is kind of a graphic uh, to Art Deco. Yeah. Who did? So, who did you design this room for? Now I know that the Pasadena Showcase House for the Arts gives you mm-hmm. gives you a couple gives yeah. you a, a family gives you a couple in this case. Mm-hmm. But that always I've I've learned that that's not always who the who the designers have in mind. Yeah. When they see their space, who did you design this for? I actually designed this for a young couple in that direction, thinking that, you know, this, this is a space that catches all of your guests if you're having a party. So you would want this to feel comfortable for a gentleman as much as you would for a lady. And that's why I felt like the makeup table was a little outdated for today's families. And, you know, it could be two men and a couple or, you know, a man and a woman. Or this could actually be an area where a mother is adjusting her kid's outfit for an event that they're having. So I just wanted it to feel good for anyone. And I also wanted like a little jewel box, you know, something that was just kind of a nice space. It's really just a waiting space. So you just want something kind of nice and soothing. Um, who, did you, who did you specify? Walk me through the two rooms and tell me who you specified for this. You mean the vendors? Mm-hmm. Okay. So in the the powder room area in the toilet space. We're using paper from uh, Dura Lee, which is now Robert Allen, and it's a Clark and Clark paper. And the lighting is from Kate Spade on the ceiling, and the sconce is Kelly Wurstler, and the mirror is an antique. And this beautiful floor in both spaces is from Walker Zanger. And um, in this outer area, this paper is York paper from Robert Allen. And we had this bench made, custom made. Nice. And um, an artwork from Mallory Morrison and from Jen Shiflett. Okay. And the side table? The side table is from Grandin Road, I believe. Okay. And we actually added all of these moldings here and we painted them in a high gloss lacquer um, from Dent Edwards. And we kept the shutters that were original to the house, but we changed the, we changed the inset of the shutter. Yeah. What, what color is that? This is called Deep Mystery. Okay. And it's really dark navy. It, yeah. Some lights it looks black. Mm-hmm. And it's I, one of the high gloss to just kind of pop so the windows. It's, it's interesting to me. I think it's a remarkable choice. And I'm curious, a dark color like this, in a small room, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're, it's a risk. It's a choice. I knew that I was taking a risk. Yeah. And I'm very pleased with how it came out. Yeah, it looks great. Thank you. I was worried it was going to be too dark, but I actually, I think, I think it feels larger than it did before. And before it was off-white with black accents and mirror accents. It was mirrored. That smoked mirror. It was, but I actually feel like the space feels larger. Well, and so interesting too, because the choice you made was to go with a with a deep, dark, rich color, and then go white on the floor, white on the ceiling, which which mm-hmm. actually expands. It, it expands the room. Yeah, thank you. That's what we were going for. We we wanted it dark and moody, mm-hmm. kind of like a little jewel box. Yeah. But we didn't want to lose all of the light in the space. And I also just like the contrast of the white to the deep blue. And there was a a lighter blue that's on the Dunn Edwards palette. Mm -hmm. 
and the background of that paper matches it exactly. So that kind of brought in two of the colors off of the palette, the, the blues. Yeah. Kind well, of varying I, I blues. Think, I think the, the, it's an interesting choice, too. In the wallpaper in this room, you have sort of the organic feel to it with the geometric shapes in the tile. Yes. And then explain the wallpaper in the, in the powder itself. This wallpaper is the first paper I found. Kind of the inspiration for the space was okay. Art Deco, which is a nod to the original era of the house. But we also were inspired by the gardens, the nature, you know. Mm-hmm. We were inspired by the gardens and nature in general. So this reminded me of water, and I just loved the color. And then for this space, these are all made, they're all individual panels, and they're, each one is kind of an organic field. They're all different. So I loved how it kind of referenced the branches for a nod to the gardens. Yeah. And then this statue. This statue. Again, this was a nod to the garden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought she was so lovely, and I had to have her in this space. In fact, we used to have her in this corner, and she was lit beautifully, but you didn't get to enjoy her. You didn't get to really see it, and you certainly couldn't no. see it from outside the, outside the room. Yes, exactly. So we do have plans to change the light over your head so that we can spot her very nicely. Oh, really? Okay. She's one of my favorite pieces. Yeah. Do you know the name or, or the artist? Corbin. Okay. And um, we also, referencing the water theme, behind you, these two beautiful pieces underwater photography and it's all dancers so yeah very nice I, curious how many design houses have you done do you do I've actually not done this any. is your first this one is my very first one and and did it live up to expectation um it is now I mean it was you know I think actually it did live up to expectations because everyone that's ever done it says it is just a mad rush to finish and it absolutely lived up to that. Yeah. Um, but everybody's been really helpful and really wonderful. And, you know, they tried to make it as pain, painless as possible, as much within their power, you know. But it's construction on a short, you know, deadline. And so that's always really painful. But we're very proud of the space and we're happy to be part of it. It's a wonderful cause. And um, we're enjoying it now. Yeah. At some point, you got to figure out how to enjoy it, right? Exactly. What, what, yeah. The after effect. What is the hope? I, I love talking to first-time mm-hmm. showcase designers. What do you What do you hope? What is the goal for a showcase house? What do you hope to yeah. to to gain from this afterwards, as it relates to the business? Because yeah. this is a re- this is a really important part of the business. Yeah. You know. So what do you what do you hope that this turns into? We hope that it gives us some exposure to maybe people that weren't aware of us or our firm, and you know. I also hope that they get to enjoy it for many years to come, you know? And it's interesting too that this being a public space. That's what I, and that was a little bit of a, an inspiration for the space because I understand they're gonna use it for events and primarily weddings. I thought this would be a wonderful space for a wedding venue. I mean, how wonderful to have this little primping area, you know, for photos and, and that's again, our inspiration for the space was a young modern family and entertaining. And I thought that this would be great for everyone, the mother and child or any couple or any group of girlfriends that need to get away and have a little chat or calm down the bride or 
you know, any of that. So this is just a great, comfortable space to kind of do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Put on your makeup and yeah. fix your outfit and take a breath before you're, you know, your big event. And, and that's true. This is a great space to do that. Beautiful. Yeah. And Beautiful. that that fed into kind of how we we design the space as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Beautifully yeah. done. Yeah. Thank you. That was Stephanie Hatton. This is Louise O'Malley. Louise O'Malley and Louise O'Malley Incorporated. And what room are we in? The living room. It's the living room. What was your first impression when you saw this space at the walkthrough? That it was a very grand room. It was large. Yeah. So I thought it was a great opportunity to really fill it up. Right. That's so true. Mm. Who Who did you design this for? Uh, the actual committee gave us a, a mock-up of a client, so it was a young, wealthy couple that okay. entertain a lot. It's funny. I'm laughing because I know what I know what they give you, but then I also know what designers. It's like, okay, I know what they want me to do, but here's here's who I'm really doing this for. Did you stick to the script, or did you? So, have- with that in mind, um, I also thought. If I had this living room, what would I do with the palette, knowing it's this young, modern couple? But what, what what do I like? So I did, you know. That's the fun part about doing this. And you took an opportunity to actually f- fill the room. I mean, you made this you made this room one that you don't just come in and you look at. It's grand, and it's it's usable. Very, it's very comfortable. It's it meant is to be where even the fam a family could come in and sit and hang out, or you can entertain, have cocktails, have a lot of conversation areas. There's a game table. There's several pull-up chairs, and there's even a wonderful place if you have a small dog, rabbit, or cat, or guinea pig, maybe whatever you choose. It's funny. I was going to ask you another little sitting area for them. I was going to ask you about the bed. Where did that come from? So, in with the draperies, I really wanted to add um, not like I chose the chocolate fabric because it's so rich, and then I um, wanted to. I was inspired by embroidery, so I met with a local um, woman who does custom embroidery. So we went over all the drapery panels for um, designing that, and then I knew I wanted to do something for a small pet. So then, once we had the, the pagodas on our drapes, that's what inspired the dog bed, the pagoda. I love that. So that's so I kind of did a takeoff of, of something and then added to it. And just, it went from there. So we had to do the drapes with the embroidery as well. It's so great. Where did you start? What was the, what was the first piece of, that you used for inspiration to build on the rest of the room? Oh. Thank you for asking that. Once I saw the color palette, the chairs behind me have the um, the green, the deep green, saturated green from the palette. So that was my inspiration. They're antique chairs. They're beautiful. Um, so I went from there. So I thought I really want to be in these saturated tones. So I, Dunn Edwards donates all the paint every year. Their color of the year is Spice of Life. So that's where I got the inspiration for the sofa fabric color. And Pindler Corporation was very generous in donating all the fabrics. And um, then I also 
I, it just kind of grew from there, and I had a lot of pieces custom made. But also, Paul Ferrante was very generous in donating, loaning out a lot of pieces for me, a lot of antiques. If you notice, the chandelier in the room is like the jewelry. It's just you just you're you know you're speechless after looking at that. It's it's amazing. It's a grand piece. Mm-hmm. Um, who else did you spec? Um, let's see. Paul Ferrante was my main, my main, Reborn Antiques made some lighting for me. Um, I also got accessories and artwork from uh, Rubbish Interiors at a Silver Lake. And then another local artist, uh, Victor, who made some art pieces for me. And I wanted my art pieces to be more on the modern side, to blend in and just compliment anybody who comes in. I, yeah, I love this space. And it, it's interesting because... Your space is very, very different from the rooms around you. As a designer, when you do a showroom or when you do a show house, do you think about that? Does that take? Does that come into the the manner in which you design your space, or are you really just staying focused to the one room that you've that you're doing? I was basically just staying focused on my room, but knowing that we were all given the same palette and that the committee is watching over, that that would then mean the, the house would somewhat flow together with all of our colors. And I know they, they, um, they asked me specifically not to use any blue and white. Oh, interesting. They, yeah, so they asked me specifically no blue because there were a lot of blue in, blues going on. So, so I just went from there and I had a lot of fun. Hey, and clearly, there is no blue in this room. No blue. <laughs> which, is, which is great. Yeah. Um, it can be done. It can be done. How, do you do a lot of showcase houses? Have you done no, this before? this is my second year. Last year, I did the powder room at okay. the Altadena house. Yeah. And that was all black and white. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. So this is the second one. What's the experience been like? Oh, I, it's been fabulous. I love it. The ladies have been just really wonderful and supportive. And yeah, they're they're great. Do you do you see business from doing a design house? Um, I think I think it, yes. I've heard from other designers that have done this that they've gotten work. So I'm really believing that I will get work from this. Yeah, and it's and the exposure is great. Is that is that it the is, primary reason? That's why you... a big reason why. And the other reason. I do love that it goes to a really wonderful charity. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter is at a high school that benefits her choir. Her, she's in show choir, and they benefit also from Showcase House. Oh, that's great. So it's so I see it happening. So there's a personal reason mm-hmm. in there, too. Yes. That's great. Well, listen, remarkably done. Thank you. Great Thank job. Thank you. So there you go. This was another journey to the now-closed Pasadena Showcase House for the Arts, the 2019 edition. I hope you enjoyed the tour. Convo by Design is on well over 20 podcast directories now and more all the time. No matter what platform you listen to the show, iTunes, TuneIn, or others, please find the subscribe button and give it a click. That way, uh, you get every episode as soon as it's published. So if you do that, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you again for listening, because if it weren't for you, there would be absolutely no point in doing this podcast. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Until next week keep creating. Convo by Design is proud to be working with Vendome Furniture. Their design culture is the key to their success. It's what pushes them to consistently create new collections that give spaces a new dimension. 
They create dialogue between environment and form. Vandam pieces can transform the simplest space into one filled with glamour that is both unique and extraordinary. And isn't that what design is all about? Creating atmospheres where you can take hold of life and enjoy it to the fullest. Vandam products are simple and elegant, contemporary and exceptionally comfortable. Their crafted modern durable molded resin, glass, and metal designs are unique. They beg to be enjoyed. Have you seen them featured in our videos? Check out our YouTube channel and see this for yourself. You can also find them in their showrooms at the D&D Building in New York, Wynwood in Miami, and the Pacific Design Center here in Los Angeles, or online at vondam.com. <laughs> <laughs>